0: Hello, FRIED fans, and welcome to Season 4 of FRIED, the Burnout Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Donovan, and my mission with FRIED is to hashtag end burnout culture. On this pod, we end burnout culture by sharing stories of people who have been through it all, sharing expert tips from the best in the burnout field, sharing hashtag straight from Kate episodes with my own expertise and some fun research now that I'm a student again, plus sharing actionable steps to help you end burnout starting today. If you're feeling burnt out right now and you need personalized guidance, you can book a free breakthrough burnout call with me. You'll find the link bit.ly backslash call Kate in the show notes. Also, if you love fried and want to be part of our community, we'd love to have you just head over to Facebook and type in fried, the burnout podcast discussion and click to join our group. It's a place for continued healing, deeper conversations and connections with people who just get it. And now, For this week's episode. Hello, Fried fans! It's Kate Donovan here, the host of Fried the Burnout podcast, and we are going to talk about resilience today, people. Resilience! And I'm going to start by saying that your body and your brain are naturally resilient. They constantly balance and rebalance themselves to maintain homeostasis. They adjust what needs adjusting, and you just continue about your day none the wiser. But sometimes, even naturally resilient things break down. Overuse leads to system malfunctions, and system malfunctions lead to states of dis-ease. This is the same picture of what happens in our lives on the whole. You have a natural resilience that, when you're burnt out, has been somewhat depleted. And I say somewhat, because if it was completely depleted, you would not still be with us. So don't fear, your resilience is not completely gone. The stretch you can manage, and the bounce back is lessened, your bandwidth might be narrower, your bounce back ability isn't as high as it used to be. But how do we increase resilience? How do we work on this? Can we work on this? Isn't it just something you're born with or not? In order to figure out how to increase our resilience, we first need to know what it is. And right away, we hit a wall. The truth is. Science doesn't really know exactly what makes one person come to a difficult situation and move through it with relative ease and grace while another person struggles and breaks down. Even the very definitions of resilience are a little messy and confusing. A quick Google search gets you these two definitions. Number one, the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties or toughness. And number two, the ability of a substance or an object to spring back into shape elasticity. So, which is it? Toughness or elasticity? Is it tough elasticity or elastic toughness? Does it mean strength or flexibility or both? My guess is that it means both. In my book, The Bounce Backability Factor, there are four factors that lead to being bounce backable, and they are resilience, grit, trust, and surrender. There's both a toughness and a softness a leaning in for help, an asking, and an ability to move through. Journalist Diane Kutu, who contributed to the Emotional Intelligence series for Harvard Business Review, that will be linked in the show notes, don't worry, found that there are three main characteristics of resilient people, and those are, number one, they have a staunch acceptance of reality. Number two, they have strong values and a belief in the fact that life is meaningful. And number three, they have incredible powers of adaptability and incredible ability to improvise. So you might think that it's surprising that resilient people aren't always the most positive in the group. It turns out that those who choose to look only at the positive and not take real stock of the situation often find themselves ill-equipped to handle reality. One of the most important things in my work is honesty. It's really difficult to be honest with yourself when you've been alive at least a few decades. Every decision that you've made has been justified a hundred times over, and you've started to believe the stories that you tell yourself. This is one of my favorite things about coaching, finding people's truths and allowing them space to recognize those truths and accept those truths. I didn't realize that all this time that by doing this, I was helping people to expand their capacity for resilience by helping them accept the truths of themselves and the truth of their reality. I just knew it felt good, felt relieving, and helped people feel seen, heard, and validated, and often led to change that was unexpected. So the next thing on the list is strong values and believing in the fact that life is meaningful. And when you're burnt out, hearing that believing life is meaningful leads to more resilience might feel a little overwhelming and a little bit out of reach. But this is where the living according to your core values exercise that's available on my website is useful. It is incredibly difficult to have a meaningful life if you aren't aware of what your true values are. This, in my book, is one of the main reasons we burn out. Because we've adopted the values of our cultures and families without stopping to ask if they really suit us. Knowing your values and guiding your life by them creates feelings of meaningfulness, naturally. So you don't need to just sit there and try to engender a sense of meaning. What you do have to do is lean into your core values and start living by those in order to find more meaning and increase your ability to be resilient. So yes, meaningfulness matters, but you're not going to go at it directly. You're going to go at it indirectly through values. Next on the resilience list is your ability to improvise. Yes, and improv classes for resilience building, anyone? Next week's guest, Jim Young, turned to improv when he was burnt out and it was part of his recovery journey. I loved that so much during our conversation, and now I love it all over again because I'm learning that your ability to improvise can be built upon and matters to your overall resilience levels. You can become more agile by practicing and because so many of us that have experienced burnout have forgotten what it feels like to have fun, I'm looking at you. I think improv classes are a great way to reintroduce fun, play, vulnerability, and increase your resilience all at the same time. So now I feel like I need to find an improv studio that wants to support the podcast. <laughs> is there any? Are there any improv studios online that anybody knows about that you can send to me that I can send people to? I mean, it's hard to find one for every city, but maybe there's some stuff happening online that, that would be helpful. If you know something or have something, please send it my way and I will share it with the audience. In addition to these characteristics, Diane Kutu uncovers one behavior that increases resilience. And this one is really going to hit you in the gut. All of the characteristics we talked about today can be built, which means your resilience can increase. And this behavior, well, it's as easy as posing a question. Are you ready for this? The one behavior that is related to high resilience is asking for help. Yes, I said asking for help. This absolutely threw me for a loop when I learned it because my view of resilience was so individualized. But being resilient is being adaptable and resourceful. If you aren't using all of the resources at your disposal, you're simply choosing to make life more difficult and decreasing your own resilience. I'm going to say that again in a different way. Standing alone because you think it makes you stronger weakens your resilience. Again, for the people in the back. Standing alone because you think it makes you stronger weakens your resilience. Asking for help means that you're tapping into all of your available resources, which means that a solution is more likely to appear and that that solution is more likely to be easier to implement. On that note, I'm off to hire a virtual assistant. Just kidding. Or maybe not. It might be time for virtual assistant. That might be true. So asking for help. Practicing asking for help and learning how to ask for help will make you a more resilient person. When you are a more resilient person, you are less likely to be burnt out. When your resilience increases, your burnout decreases. So if you know that it's time for you to ask for help, then we should get on a call. We all know that 2020 was a shit show, and maybe you had higher hopes for 2021 but you're still in the same place you were a year ago and you just need a change to happen as soon as possible. I totally get it. It took me years to make a decision to heal from my burnout, but in order to do so, I did have to ask for help. So if it's time for you, let's get together and make 2022 a little easier, a little more healthy, a little less fried, and a little more resilient. You'll find the link to book your call in the show notes. Until next time.